Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. I'm always honored when people carve some time out of their busy day. Today we're talking about the restoration industry. Recently read an article that went like this. The restoration industry is a $210 billion industry. This is because of several factors, including the increasing intensity of national disasters, aging homes, as well as commonly occurring fires, wildfires, and flooding. So we see that happening um, pretty frequently today. And um, today is, for those of you listening to the recording, today is September the 17th, 2020. So the West Coast is experiencing huge wildfires and the Gulf Coast and Florida and up the East Coast, they're experiencing floods from hurricanes. So my guest today is Todd Bingham. Todd is Vice President of Franchise Development for Restoration One, which was founded in 2008. Restoration One is the fastest growing restoration franchise in the nation. Help me in welcoming Todd to the show. Todd, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, we're looking at these wildfires and we're looking at floods. And, of course, those are dramatic, uh, really drastic and um, catastrophic type situations. But it doesn't have a wildfire for you to have a kitchen fire and for you to need someone like Restoration One. Todd, how did you get into the restoration business? So uh, personally, I got into restoration business three years ago. I was on the franchise consulting side of the business ten, for 10 years prior to that, and meaning working with candidates looking to um, get into business ownership for themselves, using franchising as that vehicle uh, for business ownership. And um, I had a, a long relationship with Restoration One's CEO, Gary Finley, and Gary and I had always stayed in touch and uh, just over the years and uh, mostly through industry events and things like that. And then Gary was looking specifically for to fill a role in the franchise development area. And he and I connected and, you know, uh, the rest they say was history. So I went down to Waco, Texas. It's where Restoration One is headquartered. Got to meet Gary, got to meet the team. And uh, after I walked away from that, that day there in Waco with the team, it was just a no-brainer. Um, mm-hmm. The company felt like family. It operates like family, and it feels really good. And that that extends down to the franchisees as well, to the network. And so, mm-hmm. Gary, me and Gary were driving back to the airport, and he said, uh, "You know, why don't you 
uh, take a day or two and think about it. And I said, well, I don't really need to think about it. Let's, I'm ready to go. And so he said, well, me too. So everything felt right, lined up, and it was a no-brainer for me to, to join the team. And that was that was three years ago, and it it uh, is only getting better as time goes on. That's great. You know, uh, and we'll talk about this later, but it's in, so important to have a strong leadership team when um, when you're talking about uh, bringing a franchise in. So before we talk about the franchise um, aspect of this, tell me a little bit about what Restoration One, uh, One does. What services do you offer? So, you know, kind of going back to your, your lead-in there that, you know, it doesn't necessarily take a wildfire to have a fire in your kitchen. That's a really good way to describe the restoration industry. And I will tell you, the things that get the national headlines and the press are those events. So that's, those are the hurricanes or those wildfires that's going on out there in California now and, and most of around the West Coast. But the large and overwhelming majority of our customers has nothing to do with that. And it's mm-hmm. the pipe that bust underneath the sink while they were out shopping or at work one day. Uh, maybe not now because people are typically at home for work, but in the past it was people you know coming home from work and they step into three foot of water in the kitchen or they go down into the basement and there's two feet of water because uh, the sink, uh, something had been running all day or a pipe burst or sewage backed up. That is the overwhelming majority of our customers are those customers. And that happens every single day. At some point, you know, homeowners are very likely to experience some type of need for, for a restoration company. And so that's what we do. So we primarily, we focus on, um, three categories. It's uh, water, re- uh, water remediation, fire and smoke remediation. So, you know, uh, smoke that happens as a result of fire and then mold remediation. So those are the, the primary categories that we do. And that happens from everyday life. That happens from, you know, being in an area and maybe a roof leaking up in the up in the attic, and there's not a lot of air movement up there, and so it turns into mold where it might not turn into water damage. So that's the overwhelming majority of what we do on a day in and day out basis: is service customers, homeowners, businesses that experience the typical losses in an everyday environment. Yeah, because those are some of the things that. Um, in fact, I had a friend go away for Christmas one year, and here in Texas. I'm in Houston. We don't usually have freezing temperatures, and we certainly don't have it around mm-hmm. Christmas. Well, there happened to be a cold snap, and a hot water pipe burst, and it had been running for three or four days when they came home, and they opened the garage door, and water just poured out. So it's things mm-hmm. that you don't, you're you're not prepared for, uh, and some of it. Do you see some of it is also because of maybe aging homes, the aging hot water heater that they, for some crazy reason, put in the attic of all places? <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you're right. You know, the, the primary cause of, of services needed uh, to be performed by a restoration company is aging infrastructure. And as we know, in the United States, infrastructure is is getting older every every single day and you know as as people are coming through and evaluating business ownership and as they come to us in whatever 
uh, source they come from, whether that is a franchise consultant or whether that is they saw something online or they experienced a loss and, and a restoration company came to their home and they thought, you know, this might be something for me. Um, you know, the um, 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 water damage can affect uh, everybody. And as the infrastructure ages, so does pipes. So does, uh-huh. um, you know, the structure, uh, the integrity of the house. And so we, when those pipes bust and they leak, uh, they have to be fixed. And so, uh-huh. you know, whenever, whenever somebody comes to us, we, we oftentimes they've experienced some sort of, some sort of loss uh, in the past. And so it really makes for an easy conversation. Like you said, your, your friends, they come home after three or four days, they understand the need for a restoration company. And so as we talk to them about uh-huh. that, it starts making more sense uh, of why they might want to get into this as a business for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly. So let's talk about the franchisee opportunity there, the franchising opportunity. Um, do, do you look for candidates, Todd, that may have some history or some work experience in that area? They don't know that we don't look for that and you don't have to have it. So we teach we teach franchisees everything they need to know. We, we require our franchisees um, to have certifications in water remediation, fire and smoke, and mold remediation. So as franchisees, they have to get that. And so that's so they understand the business and they understand what we're doing um, as a company. And then we train them. They come to training. They can bring their employees, anybody that they want to send back to additional training, and that's all done for free. It's in our best interest to train those people because if we train them up, and obviously we're invested in their success at that point, and that makes for um, successful franchisor in that regard. So sure. no, we, you do not have to have um, have experience. Our training program will help take care of that uh, for anybody that does not have experience. As a matter of fact, most of the people we have in our system have no experience in, in this kind of work or even any kind of construction work or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned employees. About how many employees do you recommend a brand-new franchisee um, anticipate having in the beginning? So they're going to have at least a couple of technicians, somebody that's going to be able to go out there and do the work um, whenever you get that first job. And that's, that's going out there and that's cleaning up, uh, dr- drying out the water, that is pulling out carpet or drywall. Those are those types of crew members um, that's going to be needed at the start. We also recommend that franchisees um, start with a business development person, somebody that's creating some relationships locally with, um, with plumbers and HVAC people and roofers in that area to be able to get referrals uh, in their market insurance agents, et cetera. So you want to start with at least those people, and you'll work your way up hopefully very quickly into some type of office administrative assistant person, and then, of course, at that point, more crew members and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So when you're, you're talking about uh, a franchisee, some, uh, you know, there are franchisees that are coming directly out of corporate, and they may have been an executive and had that corner office, but they really don't understand about that business development. Is some of that included in your training when you bring them in? Absolutely it is. So we have a whole area 
of, at the franchisor level that's dedicated to business development. And it is something that we consistently are doing webinar training or video training or online training in some form or fashion uh, very regularly. We also spend several days on it in training, an initial franchisee training, which is two weeks. When you first sign on, you spend two weeks at training in Waco, Texas. Two or three of those days is specifically around business development. We even have somebody at the franchisor level that will help the franchisee even determine a person that is a good fit for them to perform that role of business development. We help put them through a disc profile, determine where their strengths lie with the franchisee. You know, do they mesh or do they not? You know, are they oil and water um, or, or do we feel like that they're going to be a good fit for one another? Obviously, that's not bulletproof, but it is certainly mm-hmm. a good start for a new business owner, a new franchisee in the business development world. And then we continue to do business development training through those, uh, as I mentioned before, those online trainings, calls, webinars that we do and we post on our franchisees uh, portal um, so that the new business development people can go watch these or if anybody needs a refresher, they can also attend and watch those those videos and trainings. Mm-hmm. Now, when a new franchi- franchisee um, is opening up their territory, uh, is that something that you help them get started with, especially since they're new at this? Do you come down or go to their territory and help? Yep. That's a, so first of all, that's a really good question, and it's one I'm really proud to answer in the fact that, you know, one of the reasons you mentioned in our intro that we're the fastest-growing restoration company, this is one of the reasons why. We have a super strong, what we call field consulting or field operations team at the franchise order level. So when a franchisee comes through training, they get through all of that, that stuff. They, you know, they, they go home on Friday, they, they wake up Monday morning and they go, now what, you know, what do Mm -hmm. I do now? We assign Mm -hmm. them a field consultant right from the get go. Who's there with them every step of the way. They will come out to their site. They will ride along with them. They will riding along with them will help them either do a couple of things, do some business development, start meeting people, and start explaining what we do. Uh, we can also, if we have a job that we get assigned uh, or are able to go bid, help them with the, in the bidding process of that as well, or the or the invoicing process or the estimate process of that that job early on. So yes, it's an extensive program where they have somebody holding their hand every step of the way, and their goal is to detach from that person as soon as possible. And so whenever mm-hmm. they do, they reach a certain level of revenue. We put them over to a field consultant is now ready for them at that particular level or where they are in their business, at that, the evolution of their business at that point. So nice. they transition from somebody that helps them get started to somebody that's there with them every step of the way, uh, doing monthly calls with them to talk about their business, to talk about the financials of their business, to find out where they can do better, what they can be better at, and then once we determine things that they can be better at, how can they get better at that? So we give them solutions there as well, or our options for solutions. And so that's why our validation is super strong. Once candidates get into the validation process, they really see the value that the franchisor brings. And that's, that's what's led to our growth over the last mm-hmm. several years. Todd, it sounds like you're almost giving them their own personal business coach when they get started. Yeah, you know, I, you could say that. 
for sure. Uh, you know, we, we call them field consultants because we're consulting mm-hmm. with them out in the field. But, I mean, it is it is really business coaching. They're, they're talking right. to them about every aspect of the business and advising them appropriately. And the, I don't know if this is unique or not, but one of the things that we've, um, we really, really focus on when we fill that role of that field consultant, it is something that these field consultants have worked for restoration companies in the past. So this is not somebody that's new to restoration. These are people that Mm -hmm. have an extensive background in the restoration industry. Some have even Mm -hmm. owned their own restoration companies before. And so, but they have real world examples. This is not somebody that is sitting at home at a desk trying to tell somebody what to do and they have no experience. This is somebody that's experienced that before. So yeah, it's very Mm -hmm. much like a business coach in every aspect of their business. Mm-hmm. Um, my late husband was the uh, CFO of a restoration company here in the Houston area, and I can remember him talking about insurance claims. It, how do you help mm-hmm. your franchisees with those insurance claims? Because it has to be um, a huge piece of this business. I mean, it is, it's almost a hundred percent of the business. I mean, we do a lot with, and I don't, I don't have a percentage to attach to that, but um, it, the majority of the business and a very large majority of the business is insurance and uh, Mm -hmm. are are getting paid through the insurance claim process. So yes, it's, so we have um, your, first of all, your field consultant helps you to uh, create estimates and, of course, there's some software. Now, the insurance company doesn't just kind of throw you to the wolves and say, hey, good luck, and send it, giving us an estimate. There's some software out there that helps interface with the insurance companies that helps, especially new business owners, especially people that are new to restoration, helps them create an estimate that will be accepted. And I'm using kind of my air quotes there, you know, when I say accepted, mm-hmm. but accepted by the sure. insurance companies once it's submitted. Now, there's, mm-hmm. in, in this life, if, if you've ever dealt with an insurance company, you know, there's some nuances there. So there's always um, something that needs to be fixed or adjusted or something like that. But anyway, the software that's there really helps. And that's an industry standard uh, software. So, mm-hmm. you know, the insurance company does help out in that regard. But we have resources on staff at the franchise order level and at our field consultant level that helps franchisees, especially new franchisees craft that Mm -hmm. estimate that's going to be readily accepted by the insurance company. Because, you know, Linda, here's the thing. If we create an estimate, we're going to send it to the insurance company. There is a period of time where it has to be reviewed by somebody. If it's not correct, we send it back. We have to adjust it. We send it back to them. There's that period of time again. So now, you know, we've started lengthening the time from when the job is completed or, or the estimates created until we get paid. Right. Well, that's not that's not a good thing for a new business owner. They they need to get paid. So, you know, mm-hmm. we want to provide them with all the resources possible to help them get that estimate created, send it over to the insurance company, and then interface with that insurance company after that fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, you know, at the top of the show, I said that this is September 2020. So, Todd, I want to ask, how has the pandemic, how has this impacted? your franchisees and the way that they're doing business? So, you know, early on in the pandemic and when March hit and things started shutting down and, and, and there was a lot of uncertainty out there, I, I don't know of, and maybe you do, I would, I would uh, 
I would uh, venture to say if someone said they knew what was going to happen or they knew <laughs> what effect it was going to have in their franchisees, they probably were yeah. lying to you. But yeah, I don't probably. think anybody knew, and and we were no we were no different in that regard. I mean, yeah. you know, we were we went to work right away to make sure that we were communicating with our franchisees. Um, early on, it was every day, then it went down to every week. But what we found out was. You know, and the and the the government helped in this regard is you know in franchising and you've probably heard this term we used to talk about recession resistant businesses, how about mm-hmm. essential businesses or pandemic resistant yep. businesses and that's what the restoration industry is, because pipes don't care that there's a pandemic going on they don't respect that they don't respect who controls right. Congress they don't respect what the economy is doing they don't. The, uh, a fire doesn't happen only when a certain party leads the White House or a certain yep. uh, a, there's a certain uh, trend in the economy that's favorable to fix that. So none mm-hmm. of that is respectful of those things going on around us. And so it didn't affect our franchisees at all. Um, and mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, they they thrive through this because what happened was um, there was kind of a new service that started – that kind of poked its head out. And it, it's not necessarily a new service. Our franchisees have always done disaffecting services because of the type of businesses that we, or the type of right. jobs that we do. You know, you go down in a basement, oftentimes there's sewage involved. But when mm-hmm. that gets cleaned up, we got to disinfect that. So we've already been mm-hmm. doing that. We just expanded those services. And to your point, asking about insurance companies, the percentage of jobs that we get paid by insurance companies has gone down slightly because we've the disinfecting service is now happening much more. It's become a bigger part of our business every day is going in and disinfecting office spaces or homes, uh, et cetera. So while I don't think that was that particular service, disinfecting offices, which is tend to be more of a self-pay type service, I don't think that's going to stay at the level it is now. I don't certainly don't think that it's going to go back to, the level that it was before the pandemic, which was, you know, mm-hmm. a very small piece of what we did. So I think this has only helped. It's increased what our franchisees can do. It's increased their revenue base or at least increased the services that they can use, you know, for uh, revenue. So it's, it's, this has been a, I mean, all things considered, it's been a positive, you know, uh, event to happen to our franchisees. Mm-hmm. I would also have to imagine, Todd, that those inexperienced cookers um, may have created a few more fires in the kitchen because they were having to cook <laughs> <laughs> instead of yep. going out. So there may have been a few more grease fires than than usual because of inexperienced cookers. <laughs> well, that too, and, and you know, and what you also don't think about, you're you're right. And then the other thing is, is we're at home more. So guess what's getting used yep. more? Yep. Water is getting used more. Yep. Like you said, people are cooking a little more. That air conditioner and or heater is getting ran a little bit more uh, because mm-hmm. we're at home. Um, so there's a lot of things that's helped increase. And, I, again, I say helped increase. Certainly we don't want to benefit from, you know, the the uh, misfortunes of others. But in terms of our business, it's certainly helped uh, in that regard, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Todd, looks like we need to take a commercial break. When we come back, would you happen to have some stories that you could share with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I, I can Very give good. you a good story. Very good. I can hardly wait here. <laughs> 
So, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be back with more from Todd Bingham with Restoration One. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Jest Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm here with Todd Bingham with Restoration One. So when we broke for commercial break, uh, Todd, I ask if you happen to have a story you could share with us. Yeah, so um, I took this story is really related to business ownership and fran- and being becoming a franchisee. And you know, we talked a little bit earlier um, about you know somebody coming out of corporate America, you know, having the corner office and want to become a franchisee. And certainly, our system is geared towards that. Um, it's actually probably um, heavy in that regard in terms of franchisees being a former executive looking to replace a certain salary um, and, and we're looking to build a large business, maybe multiple territories and things like that. Certainly it's, that's what we do best. It's how, it's how we've grown. But we also get that person that, um, you know, was, and, and this person in particular is up in Indianapolis. They worked for a restoration company for many years and, uh, and, and a non-franchised restoration company, so a mom and pop restoration company in, in, in the Indianapolis area, in Indianapolis, Indiana. And this person came to us, was interested in owning their own business, so specifically a restoration company. And we started talking to this person, and what, what really became clear was this person was was running the business every day anyway. They just needed a chance. They were they were they wanted to do something for themselves. They wanted to take control of their own um, destiny and you know what turns out that during this pandemic this was something that this person was grateful for because they were able to control their own destiny and the other restoration business uh, struggled um, during this time unfortunately uh-huh. they struggled during this time but this person thrived because they were part of a, a larger system that you know we have people at the franchisor level working on their behalf to help answer the tough questions that they needed answered and that was questions like 
you know, in, in early March, are, you know, can we work? Can we continue to work? Uh-huh. And, you know, as a franchisor, uh-huh. we, on their behalf, we found the answers to those questions for them. And so, you know, I think in terms of uh, a story that is kind of anecdotal, that's, that's one of them that I'm, I'm very happy about. And, and that, that happens, you know, that happens in every franchise system, but that one in particular has happened several times in our system. And I, I picked that one just because it was the most recent in my mind, but, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. And, and talking to maybe somebody listening, you know, it's, it's, it's not too late um, and it can be done if you're, if you're working for someone and you, you want to build wealth for yourself. So, uh, that's mm-hmm. the story I have for you. I think that's a, I think that's a yeah. good one. And that's one I, I tell quite often. I think it's kind of warming to the heart. Yeah, most definitely. Especially when you hear that someone has worked for a family owned business and, um, you know, family owned businesses are notorious for making sure that the family is at the top tier and it's very difficult to get, through that. If there is a ceiling there that many times um, an outsider will not be able to penetrate. So for someone who is struggling with that and for them to look at the franchise model, it just makes perfect sense because another thing about what you said, Todd, is that during a, a, a challenging time and Lord have mercy, have we had some challenging times (laughs) this year. But during those challenging times, you want to have those leaders that I mentioned uh, early on and that you talked about early on, those seasoned leaders, not just in that industry, but understanding the importance of being able to pivot quickly when there is a a challenge that they're faced with. And it really sounds like uh, the leaders of Restoration One have been able to do that and help their franchisees to continue to move forward. We really have. And I I, I will tell you this, I I am biased. So I Mm -hmm. I will kind of preface this statement by saying that I do, I'm biased in this regard, but I think, I would put our operations and field consulting team up against any of our competitors in the industry. They, they do a, an outstanding job of connecting not only professionally, but personally with our franchisees and then helping them through this, what you just talked about. I mean, it was a trying time. It was an uncertain time. People really didn't know what was going to happen. And we really didn't know what was going to happen as it extended into April, May, and in some regards into June, you know, as we were still figuring some things out at that particular point. But, you know, I, in your comment about family-owned businesses, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking care of the family. Not there's at nothing all. wrong right. with that necessarily. Right. Um, it just so happened this particular person, thankfully, a couple of years ago, decided, well, a year and a half ago, I guess now, decided that they wanted to take care of themselves and their family. Yep. So. Uh, they decided mm-hmm. to join a team where they had some help. And so it wasn't just them trying to figure out what right. to do. It wasn't just them trying to figure out if they could work or not. It wasn't them trying to figure out all of this stuff. They could continue to mm-hmm. run their business. We helped them in that regard. So very proud mm-hmm. to say, and like I said, I, I did preface that by saying I'm biased and maybe so, but I, I got to believe that we are uh, the fastest growing restoration company for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. One thing I, I failed to ask you is, is, is this a brick-and-mortar type of business? 
doesn't have to be. So we allow our franchisees to, to if you want to go get a light industrial space, you can do that. If you want to work this from, uh, run this business from home, you can do that as well. So we do not require you to have a physical, uh, a location, you know, say outside of the home. As long as you've got to uh, park your van somewhere, you know, at your home or in your neighborhood or somewhere, and you can store uh, some equipment, you usually need about 1,000 or 1,100 square feet to do that. You can run this business from anywhere. And I can tell you that goes back to our experience in franchising, you know, Gary's got a Gary Finley, our CEO, has a 30-year history of franchising. Um, our, our operations staff have a long history, and I, there's too many to name, but there's a long history of franchising there. And you know, you've probably seen this, Linda, yourself. In franchising, one of the biggest reasons for failure for both franchisors and franchisees is they're not capitalized enough, or they they run out of yep. money. And so, yeah. At Restoration One, we've been very specific in how we've structured the business, and we want franchisees to stay capitalized. We don't make them go out and purchase more equipment than they need to start. We don't mm-hmm. require you to have a lease you know, that you're attached to for a certain period of time at first. We want you mm-hmm. to be able to have access to cash and so that you don't run out of money. We feel like that gives you the greater chance of success as a business owner. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so we do, not have to, we do not require you to have a brick-and-mortar location. Mhm. Yeah. Very good. Um, Todd, if somebody's listening right now and they think, you know, that sounds like something I'd like more information on, how would they get in touch with you and find out more information about Restoration One? So they can do one of two ways. So you can go to Restoration One, and that's the number one, franchise.com, restoration1franchise.com, or you can contact me directly, Todd, T-O-D-D, dot bingham b-i-n-g-h-a-m at restoration one again the number one dot com todd dot bingham at restoration one dot com always call me on my cell phone number area code 859-509-7283 and yes you you're right 859 is not a texas area code that is a (laughs) kentucky area code so I'm in I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, and Restoration One is headquartered in Waco. And as you know, this day and time, you do not have to live where you work or work where you live. So, um, right. right, I live I live in Kentucky, a, a few hours away from Central Texas. You know, I think more and more businesses um, during this pandemic have learned that very thing, Todd, that you can <laughs> work from anywhere. You can work from anywhere. So, we are down to those final questions. The first one is. If there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest they do to prepare for the process? You know, the, the very first thing I would I would do, and if, and if I'm if I'm putting myself in in their shoes, I, I've got to do two things. Number one, I have to determine my my funding strategy. So, how do I fund the business? Um, there's a few uh, companies out there that work specifically in the franchising space that do this kind of thing, um, and they can help you determine what's the best path for you in funding, whether that's an SBA loan, whether that's something called a ROBS or a rollover for business startups plan, where you can use tax-free, penalty-free some funds from a retirement account, like a 401k, 403b, or a self-directed IRA, something like that, to fund this business. Because that's important. We do. We do. I think it's. I think it's kind of unfortunate. We do deal with a lot of people that want to be business owners, 
but they can't afford it. And that's, that's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but, you know, figure out your funding strategy first. The second thing is mm-hmm. figure out what kind of business that you want. And I think, you know, that's not always easy to do. So I think certainly utilizing someone like yourself um, to help them navigate those waters and determine what it really is that they want is probably the two best things they can do to get started. Because, you know, everybody thinks they want to own a restaurant or a Chick-fil-A is always one of the bigger mm-hmm. ones. You know, everybody thinks they want to do mm-hmm. that. But when we mm-hmm. get right down to it, you know, do you really want to work six in Chick-fil-A's case six days a week? Other yep. uh, restaurant cases or fast food places, seven days a week. Do you really want to work from 5 a.m. Yep. to 10 p.m. or at least be available from those hours? The answer mm-hmm. to that question is really, to, for most people, is no. Um, right. But I think being able to talk to someone like yourself to determine what is their needs, their wants, and desires, what do they want out of a business, and then going down that path along with the funding side is probably the top things you can do. And then at that point, it becomes a um, a process of just educating yourself and evaluating, just taking in all the information you can get, making the best decision for you and your family. And, you know, asking those good questions, that's, that's critical as well. So the next mm-hmm. question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Well, that's, you know, I think the very first one is, and, and specifically dealing with franchising is, um, you, you really need to follow the system. Too often of times um, we hear in the franchising world, that won't work in my area. Mm. Follow the system. Um, follow the the ideas that the franchisor has put into place. We're a franchise for a reason. You've opted into business ownership uh, and franchise ownership for a reason. Follow the playbook. We've put it together for you. Um, you have a greater uh, chance of being successful. And then the other thing is, um, and I don't know what the proper term for this is. This is just what the, the terminology that I use is do the activity. Um, don't sit on your hands. Business doesn't come to you. You know, very rarely, maybe only in, say, a restaurant business or something like that where you can sit back and people start coming to you, um, you, have to, you have to go out and you have to get the business for yourself. And the restoration one, that is specifically what makes us different than some other restoration companies is we're very proactive in going out and creating the business. We say, I say we, franchisees, are very proactive in going out and creating the business for themselves. And so don't sit on the hands. Go out and, and make it work. So um, you know, I think those are two important characteristics. Absolutely. You know, Todd, I came out of a 30-year in corporate, and I left in 2004. And um, if I had had a consultant like myself to help me, I wouldn't have struggled so many years with that very thing you're talking about is I didn't understand. I had a widget, but I didn't understand that people weren't going to find me just to get the widget. I had to be out there. So it's great mm-hmm. that, that y'all spend a lot of time with your franchisees to show them how, you know, business development, uh, it, can be, it can be kind of intimidating, especially if you're doing cold mm-hmm. calling. But if you're doing it, if you're looking for, and this is what I've always told people, is that if you're looking for referral partners, you're looking for referral partners, they're looking for you. 
because you have mm-hmm. a product or service that helps their clients. You mentioned insurance agents. You know, you know those people that have clients that could possibly one day use your service. That's the secret, I think, is finding those referral partners. So that's a great job y'all doing that. Yeah, and, you know, to, to touch on what you just said, I mean, there is a portion of the population, and I don't know if it's a small portion or a large portion, but there's a portion of the population that that cannot or find business development very uncomfortable. Networking is uncomfortable yep. to those people. Yeah. Uh, it And it just is. That does not mm-hmm. mean, I want to be very clear about this, does not mean you will not be a successful business owner or a franchisee, specifically a Restoration One franchisee. That just means you got to find out what you're good at and you hire to your we, we hire to your weaknesses. You know, we hear that mm-hmm. in all these um, leadership classes or leadership programs. Anything that you do in talking about leading a company, they talk about hiring to your weaknesses or hire somebody that does things better in certain areas than you do. That is a hundred percent true. You know, make sure mm-hmm. that's why we recommend you find business development people to start with you as you're trying to grow your business. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, it, certainly doing the activity, whether that's you physically doing the activity or you hire somebody to do it, the activity has got to be done uh, in order it's to grow It's got your to be done. That's correct. It's got to be done. So the final question here is you've been in franchising a while. So what does the future of franchising look like? Well, you know, I, I will say this. I, I started in franchising in 2007. Um, so now, what is that, thir- over 13 years ago. It was in the spring of 2007. So at that time, uh, franchising was still great. I, I think franchising is great. I, I, I wouldn't have been in this industry over 13 years if I didn't think it was a, a great industry to be a, a part of and be involved in. But franchising was a different iteration than it is now. You know, we've, the, the franchising industry has grown as an industry technology in the franchising space is better. Um, you know, franchisors are better. We have better um, systems in place. We have better um, uh, ways of getting candidates across the line, finish line to becoming franchisees. All that is better. And I, I only see franchising continuing to go better. There's many partners and companies that are what we call vendors in the franchise space whether it's software, whether it's funding, whether it is marketing or what, they're all getting better too. And so it's just elevating the industry. So I think, you know, franchising is experiencing a tailwind. You know, we, when I got into franchising in 2007, 2008, 2009, the recession hit and we came out of that uh, better than we are or better than we were. We will come out of this, recession, pandemic, whatever, or recession because of a pandemic, whatever you want to call it, we're going to come mm-hmm. out of this better than, than, than we were before. I, I feel like this is a tailwind for franchising. This propels us mm-hmm. to bigger and better things. It did 10 years ago. It will this time. So I'm, I'm as excited now as I've ever been to be a part of franchising. And I can tell you, I'm also as excited now, probably more than ever, to be in the service industry of franchising. This industry service yeah. space has grown during this pandemic. We've learned a lot about ourselves. We've learned a lot about specifically about service businesses during this pandemic. And this is just a great time to be in franchising. It's a great time to be in the service space and franchising. So I, and I got a little, I think I elevated my 
voice there, so I get a little excited when I talk about it. This is a great time to be in franchising, and I think it's only yeah. going to grow and get better as we go. Yeah, most definitely. I agree with you 100%, Todd. So if someone's listening and they're getting just as excited as you are, how would they get in <laughs> touch with you? How would they find out more information about Restoration One? Yep, a couple different ways. You can go to restoration1franchise.com. That's Restoration One with the number one, franchise.com. Uh, there's quite a bit of information on that site. You can look that out, fill out the form. Somebody will be in touch with you. Or you can just contact me directly. My email address is Todd, T-O-D-D dot Bingham, B-I-N-G-H-A-M, at Restoration One. That's the number one, dot com, Todd Bingham, Todd dot Bingham, at Restoration One dot com. Or just call me on my cell phone, 859-509-7283. Todd, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I'm really excited uh, to see what great things come with Restoration One. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, folks, as always, I'm going to leave you with the quote. And this quote is by Leon Brown. He's a former um, baseball player, as a matter of fact. When the storm has passed, put your energy into rebuilding your life, uh, rebuilding your life. Don't waste time looking back. That's exactly what Restoration One does. It comes in and it helps you rebuild your life. It doesn't matter whether there are three feet of water in in your kitchen or whether there was three inches of water in your kitchen. For you, it's a storm. So keep that in mind. Restoration One is a great contact. Folks, thanks again for being with me today on All Things Franchising. See you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.